Glad you're here tonight. Uh, last week I had a little technical difficulty on my side. The wrong microphone was picking me up. I do apologize for that, but the program was still excellent by uh, Dr. Lake and just appreciate having him on the show. And uh, folks, if you didn't get a chance to listen, please go back and listen. Uh, whereas my microphone's a little, uh, you can tell it's airy sounding. Um, it's because the computer mic was picking up and uh, I didn't realize it. I was recording it over a Zoom call. Uh, anyways, though, you can still listen in and uh, be blessed. But tonight's program's serious. Um, this is Vaccination Nation Part 2, The Mandate. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, we are now at the precipice. We are at that point of no return. We are at we are in the valley of decision, Lord. And we must decide who it is we are going to stand for. Lord, if there is nothing worth dying for, there's nothing worth living for. And Lord, the fact that you would lay down your life for an undeserving, uh, at the time unrepentant people, and yet you did it anyways, who mocked you, took your clothes, they, they gambled for your clothing, Lord. Thank you for not stopping, knowing that today, 2,000 years later, that the listeners on the remnant call would need that sacrifice. Lord, may we honor your sacrifice by standing for your truth is my prayer in Jesus' name. Folks, the reason tonight's program vaccination nation the mandate is on because you know what the mandates are here they are now starting now is it possible there'll be enough lawsuits that something could be turned around you know what it is anything's possible but i'm here to tell you right now that real people are now faced with real decisions um, i've explained shared with some of the things in with my company and customers and and stuff like that or one particular large customer individual you know particular um, was trying to, uh, couldn't believe that we hadn't, you know, made all of our people get vaccinated. And I'm like, we're not doing that. That's a free, this is the United States of America. It's a free choice. But my good friend Todd, that for you all know that first started out here on the remnant calls, just Todd and I, uh, originally, and, um, He's uh, very busy with a young child today. He's the sole provider in the family. He has a, a good job, and he's very good at it, and he loves his job. But he made a decision way back that he was not going to take this jab. He wasn't going to do it. And today, his worker, his, his, his boss, I mean, confronted him. You know, his boss loves him. And co-worker came in and Todd, we're going to have to do this by the fifth. That's what the, the mothership up above them was saying because they're in healthcare. He's a, he, he works in physical therapy and stuff and, and, um, they were going to have to do it by the fifth. And, and they're like, come on, Todd. That's what the other friends said. Come on, Todd, you can do it. And Todd let them know, you know what? I'm not going to do it. And, and I, 
I'm going to stand by what I believe in. We'll see what happens come that time. But Todd made it clear that he will not compromise. And what was interesting is that there were some other people who were around there uh, talking that Todd had heard about, that the boss and some other people were talking like, oh, Todd, will, when he finally, you know, they force him into, or, you know, make him do it, he'll, he'll, he'll take the, sh- the, the jab. And, and that person said, no, he won't. And they said, oh, yeah, he'll do that. You see, folks, if you compromise on your values, now I'm, listen, if you've taken the shot, that's your choice. I'm, that's between you and God. That's not, I'm not judging you right now. That is your choice. I'm not going to take it. I don't think it's good to take. If you have, uh, you know, that's, that's not my problem. But if your conviction is you're not going to take it, and you tell people you're not going to take it. And then you turn around to your boss who looks to you as someone they can trust. And now you say, no, I'll buckle and take it. How can you be trusted? How is it that you can be trusted to do your job when you said you would stand for principle and when the pressure was applied, you buckled and turned and didn't do what you said you were going to do? How can you be trusted? I would rather have an employee who stood by their convictions than somebody who wavered every single time a little puff of wind came and they felt that resistance against their face. Folks, we need to make a decision what we are going to do. This is getting real. This is getting serious. And it's not just this. Let's say you take it. What's the next thing? And the next thing? And the next thing? It's not going to end until we are full of compromise and the truth no longer resides in us. We need to make that decision now. I want to look at a verse tonight because the vaccination nation is now here. I want to look at a verse tonight, which we've talked about in times past, on the importance of Revelation and my belief that Revelation 18 speaks about the United States of America. Now, let me be very clear. Mystery Babylon, the system, is huge. Okay? It's not just only a physical place. It is a political, geopolitical. It is an economic system. It's a beast system. It's a lot of different things. And it encompasses all around the world in different places. And back in the days, many people just viewed Revelation chapter 17 and 18 all about Rome. And listen, I am not excusing and putting Rome out of this. Don't get me wrong. Rome has a major part in the Babylonian system of the last days. And and so it ties together. But when you look at some of the descriptions of the place that is going to be destroyed, there's only one place on the earth that all the merchants of the earth will weep and wail because no one buys their goods anymore. That's the United States of America. You can already see it. The merchants of the earth are already piled 160 ships deep. I just saw off of Long Beach Port right now because we can't get them. And so it's causing a crisis inside the workplace. Listen, I I own an IT company, okay? And I'm telling you right now, getting product today is like pulling teeth on a grizzly bear in a telephone booth, it seems like. It's difficult. 
This is a tough time. People can't get inventory. We can't seem to get the hayseeds out of our britches and get some work done because people want to sit at home now instead of actually coming to work and being productive because the Babylonian system of laziness has created a bunch of non-productive, self-serving, believe-in-self-deserving people who won't get up and work anymore. They are privileged. And the Bible says if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. But that's the society we're living in today. We have created this. We're battling against, in the workplace, against ransomware so vicious, I've never seen attacks like this in my life. Devastating. Devastating like I had never seen before. And we're taking every precaution we can and do that. But we are living in a dangerous world. What little pe- what things people don't understand is the very tools that our enemies are hacking us with are the very tools that we developed as a nation to do these things with, and they got leaked. And we are the masters of our own demise. The very policies we put into place are the very things that will take us down. And when a nation, in they when they embrace such wickedness like the United States of America and the open rebellion with the alternative lifestyle, man with man and woman with woman, it is the recipe for destruction that in the past led the ancient nation of Rome to its destruction when homosexuality broke loose. These are the things that we are embracing, we are pushing, and we will wonder why this happens. Well, you know what? The Bible has the answer for that because this is, folks, the days of Lot. Yes, it's the days of Noah, but it is truly the days of Lot. But there is something interesting in Revelation chapter 18 in verse 23. Now, I want to set the stage because this is post destruction okay this is post the fall okay the earth's not over yet this is the fall of that great city that it was talking about in revelation chapter 18 listen to how it starts in 23 and the light of a lamp will shine in you no more did you hear that the light of a lamp mean it your, your light's gone out it's over with let me, I'm going to actually read this in two different versions because I want you to hear something a little differently here. I'm going to read it first actually out of the King James, my preferred uh, choice of, of reading. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth, meaning your businessmen, the businessmen of the United States of America were the great men of the earth. They were the tycoons. They were the ones who were, who were all over running the business of this earth. It says, for thy sorceries were all nations deceived for thy sorceries. Now I want you to hear it again. Listen to this in, in the ESV version. And the, and the light of a lamp will shine in you no more. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride will be heard in you no more. For the merchants, for your merchants were the great ones of the earth. And all nations were deceived by your sorceries. And so we're looking at what are they talking? What is the word of God talking about right here in sorceries? Are we talking about just simply magic spells that are being cast all around the world? What is the Bible actually talking about here? Well, 
It's simple. Let's just look up the word in the original language. The word in the original language, pharmakia. Pharmakia. Here's the very first definition used in that. The use or the administering of drugs. Poisoning. Now, it means also sorcery and magical arts and everything. And let me tell you what, if you know anything about drug use, which I was an addict for years, drugs are a gateway to the spirit world and not the spirit world you want to be in contact with either. And so it's by the pharmacy, by the pharmacia, by the administering of drugs that we have deceived the whole world. And I'm looking around right now in this world and I'm saying, hmm, what is it that is a pharmacy related, pharmacia? What is it right now that seems to be deceiving the entire world? It, and it, is there something that's deceiving the world and it's actually poisonous too? And I'm looking around, I'm thinking, well, there's only one thing that comes to my mind. Vaccination nation. We are the chief sorcerers. Now, I'm not talking about, listen, our enchantments, our mysticism, because the beast, the red dragon is controlling the leadership. I understand that. But you look at this verse, and if you were to take it in context of what we are going through right now today, it looks to me pretty clear. We are deceiving the world. And the world is gladly being deceived and if you don't take the deception right because a totalitarian nation you have to not only believe the lie you have to preach the lie and so if you don't believe the lie and preach the lie you will be destroyed by the lie Because you cannot exist with the lie. Because only those who shall embrace the lie shall live. Do you see the deception that is coming right now? Do you see the things that are coming upon people having to make this decision? I'm asking, keep my friend, keep Todd, keep every... Folks, we've got to pray for each other. We've got to be back up early in the morning, spending that time in the very word of God, because if it's not now, when will it be? When will it be? Now, maybe something will turn around. I don't know. Maybe things will change and get better. Maybe they will. But it doesn't matter if it's simply prolonged because the spiritual changes that have taken place in the United States of America... Let's just say this, our cup is full. Our cup is full of wickedness as a nation. And the things we do are an abomination. And there is no political party. There is no great savior coming except the one who is coming in the clouds. That is the one. The Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach, he is the one who is coming to save. But no other savior is coming. And my faith is not in this world. We are looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Folks, this is getting real now. This is getting serious now. 
And it's not just taught. It's many people that are worrying. I was just talking to another friend who's a CFO at a company. And I asked him tonight, I said, what are they doing at your company? And he replies back, he says, let me know if anybody needs a CFO. Folks, this is getting real now. And many of you are getting faced with that. And I'm telling you right now tonight that God is able to do more good for us than the world can do us harm. God is going to be able to keep us and protect us. And even if we have trials, he will not leave us nor forsake us, knowing that he is simply building us for times that are coming ahead. It's like that old movie Roadhouse I could watch when a teenager. It will get worse, folks, before it gets better. But the promises of God is that you can have peace even in the midst of your tribulation. See, the world, they got to go through tribulation with no peace. We go through tribulation, and God says, my peace have I given unto you. We've got to learn now to start receiving the Lord's peace. I remember so often prayer, stop saying, Lord, give me peace. No, Lord, may I receive the peace that you have already given. Don't ask God to keep giving you something he's already given. Ask him to help you to receive it and remove the hindrances in our lives that keep us from receiving that great gift of peace, knowing that even if we lose our jobs, even if something happens, even if it all falls apart, it's okay because God is on the throne and he promised to never leave us nor forsake us. This is his battle. He wins. It will be all for his glory because one day we will be with him forever and you can live on that promise. We have hope. Yes, we are going to face some tough times, but God is able to do the very thing that he said he is going to do because these tribulations, even though they are for a season, God says that after we go through them, they are designed for a specific purpose. Let me turn here to Peter and read what the, what the Lord says through the apostle Peter about the promises of the trials that we shall face. 1 Peter chapter 5, starting in verse 6. Listen to the, what the word of God says. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. The things we've talked about, the prayer and the fasting and the humbling ourselves, God will exalt us in due time when he uses us to spread his word. And, and it's all over, folks. Don't worry about your, your glory right now. It, it will be in the kingdom one day. We will be exalted with him on high, and it'll be glorious. But for right now, he says, Humble yourself, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, listen to this, the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Folks, the the devil is alive like a roaring lion. He's using the government, he's using other people to seek whom he may devour, whom resisteth steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Folks, the things that are coming here now. It's been going on with people all around the world for a long time. The things that are coming here, the Chinese have been suffering for years. We haven't even seen it yet, but don't worry. God says, you know that your brother and everybody's in this thing that's called a follower of Jesus Christ, but the grace of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, 
and settle you. Hallelujah. The trials we are going through are designed for this moment to actually calm our nerves. Now, that might sound radical. That might sound totally different than anything you've ever heard before, that the trials we're going through are designed to calm our nerves. But folks, I'm trying to tell you right now, when you have been experienced, when you have been through these trials and you've seen the hand of God's deliverance and you go into the next trial, you're going to remember God's been there before. He will be there again. And folks, we are going to learn what it means to live in the supernatural. I'm talking about understanding that only by a supernatural hand shall we be delivered in these last days. Yes, I'm all about some preparation. I think it's good to put food away, but folks, your preparations will not carry you. They are temporal. They may be for a short season. It doesn't matter, but only God will deliver. Three days out of Egypt, they were already hollering to go back. Folks, your preparation is first and foremost in the word of God through prayer, seeking his mind and his face so that we will understand what he wants us to do in this last hour as we are facing a crisis like we have never faced. And it's only beginning because this is phase one. Phase two and phase three will come until the destruction of the United States of America. And then, folks, I'm telling you, it's not over. God has a plan. The second exodus, if you never heard it on the remnant call before, go back. It is a prophecy in the Bible. It's repeated two times in the book of Jeremiah. It has never been fulfilled because when the second exodus is fulfilled, the Bible says they'll no longer talk about the first exodus. But we know that when Stephen was stoned right there, when he was brought before the people, right before his stone, he gave them the story of the first exodus. He never mentioned the second exodus. It hadn't happened yet. It will happen at the very end of time when God will lead his people throughout all the world. And he will take care of that which is his. Folks, your God is powerful. He's mighty. He's a roaring lion and he will protect us to the very end. And we need to stand strong because in our flesh, we will not. But if we understand by the mistakes that the apostle Peter made when he tried to stand in his own flesh, I say, thank you, Peter, for us learning that we cannot stand in our flesh when he said, Lord, I'll never deny you. That was all about him. But we're saying, Lord, by your strength, we will stand strong, not by my might, but by your strength and your spirit will we overcome to the very time of the end. Folks, this is the hour. We keep talking about it. It's time to start to pray. The vaccination nation is alive and it's mandate time. Don't worry. It's not your job to worry. We've got to remember the perfect love of God. If you're full of fear, if you are scared to death, and folks, it can happen to anybody. I've been in the same boat before. We've all been there. You just remember one thing. If you're full of fear, it's not from God. And you can say, Lord, I am scared, but I know that's not from you. And Lord, your word said that perfect love casteth out all fear. Lord, I need your perfect 
love. Lord, teach me how to seek you nonstop, continually, Lord, to be in your word, to keep you on my mind, Lord, to keep you at the forefront so that I can understand what it means to be in perfect peace because my mind is focused upon you. And folks, your God is faithful and he is able to save. Keep in the fight. This thing is getting real. We've got to make a stand now. I want to encourage you. Your God has not left you. He's not forsaken you. There's sometimes in our lives, folks, that we are going to have the trials of Job where we will not feel and hear the voice for a period We will not understand the comfort sometimes for a little while. Job felt it, but God never left him. But he remembered on his knowledge of who the Lord was through those times when he didn't feel so much his presence. And he stood upon the truth that he knew in the word of God. And he ignored his wife that said, curse God and die. He stood upon the faith of the truth of the word versus the truth of his so-called feelings. And he stood strong and God never left him. It was a time. And when he was over, he sent him out better than when he first went in because he'd learned a lesson through that, that Job had been confident in his own righteousness. Read the whole entire book. You will truly learn the story at the end that Job actually had a problem. He had an issue, but God was faithful. And Job understood that the truth of the word of who God is, is greater than any feeling we will ever have. Never let your feelings override the very truth of God. And you will be okay. And you know what? You will have seasons. You will feel his presence at times. But don't worry when you have a dry spot. We all go through them. God will be there on the other side and you can hold him to his word. You can test him. Just like when he talks about returning his tithe back into the storehouse. He says, test me. See if it's not true. God's word is always faithful. He will be faithful to you and to me. Let's be faithful to him. This is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call saying good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion, sounded on the mountain. Though a trumpet in Zion, for the day of the Lord is come. Though a trumpet in Zion, sounded on the mountain. Though a trumpet in Zion.